0: Hello and welcome to Film Festival Reviews. This is Christina Kotler, your host. I have this incredible opportunity to speak with Steve Shore, longtime friend, and he has over 40 years of experience in studio, production, management positions, including 10 years at Columbia TriStar Pictures. He is program director for the Sonoma International Film Festival that's going on now, I had a chance to talk with him just before I was getting started. So we touched on a lot of subjects with an emphasis on hospitality in wine country and finding that beautiful movie that you will fall into. And that's important to him. And I couldn't agree with it more. It's so good seeing you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Does it feel like christening the Queen Mary? You're going into uh, your 25th year of film yeah. festival?
1: You know what? It makes you think about every festival before it as you built up to this. And we're just at this stage right now where, you know, everybody's running around. Just It's the final work before the opening of the show tomorrow. And uh, it's hectic yet relaxed.
0: Yeah, because you're so good at it. You've been oh, doing this tried. a long time.
1: The people are just starting to trickle in. Tomorrow, everybody's coming in en masse. The opening night is, you know, probably two full theaters, our biggest theaters. You know, then for me, I like to feel the appreciation of the films that I've delivered, you know, and I've never, never programmed a dog. So I'm comfortable enough to stand in the um, alcove of the theater and listen to people's comments as they come out, you know, like old Hollywood And uh, it's a lot of fun because people say, oh, yeah, I love that scene or I love that movie or whatever drew them to come to that particular film.
0: So you just mentioned they're trickling in. I know what that's all about because I was at the festival in 2006 and coming in you get placed with families, you get placed in homes. Is that how it's still working? Yeah,
1: it's a quite unique situation. I mean, other festivals do that, but we do it, you know, like on steroids. When you're accepted into the Sonoma International Film Festival, you are housed. You, I always say a a shorts filmmaker who usually is broke can come to this festival and survive all five days without having to spend a dime. The wine is flowing in the streets. Uh, there's a reception here. Uh, there's movies running from nine in the morning till eight at night. So uh, yeah, it, it keeps you busy.
0: What I really love, it's on your website because I was checking things out, of course. Yeah. I love the way it looks and the feel of it and finding the films that way. But what I really love was that whole Film, food, wine, and fun. Because yeah. it's all the things I love about yeah. film festival, right? And,
1: you know, there's a lot of festivals that just, they lack that hospitality. They might have good film or they might show films, but there's no, you know, like our tent, our huge tent is the hub of the festival. And so we we're juggling eight theaters outside of that. People will walk from... A film, they go to the tent, they bump into other people, friends, you know, especially the locals. Uh, What film did you see? Oh, I got to see that one. Uh, What did you see? And they trade information. And then, oh, I got to go off and see this film. And, you know, everybody separates. So you can get a little little food to eat. You get a little glass of wine.
0: I thought that was always brilliant part. I never found it anywhere else as well. It was done here with matching the food with the wine, and now you have the chefs.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've always had, you know, being in wine country, you always touch upon, you know, we have great restaurants all around us, but we, you touch upon the food. What I did when I came was I implemented culinary films as well. You know, I'd have a movie, you know, I call it food porn movies. <laughs> And we we started those. And then I said, you know, we need a dinner. And my my good friends up at Devour Fest, they started the world's largest food film festival. And they come and we do our dinner with them. So, yeah. And then this year we have uh, Joanne Weir doing a, uh, a luncheon as well. So we have two food events in our huge, wonderful tent.
0: So you're intertwining all these things. Is that your magic? How long have you been at this festival?
1: Oh God, too long. Uh, okay. <laughs> came in with a film, I think in oh two, and they honored my star Fanula Flanagan. So I came in with a little extra cachet. You know, I'm with I'm with the talent. And then they would have me back for juries and panels and juries and panels. Then I was the festival advisor. Once I killed off the programmer, I took over. No, <laughs> the uh, the programmer, Kevin Cathal, our last programmer was excellent. And when she left, I had already been doing AFI Fest for ten years, so it was like a natural transition for me.
0: What do you have to do to be a film programmer?
1: Well, it's funny. It's uh, a lot of people aspire to that. You know, it's like I want to do that guy's job. But there's a lot of work into it. Normally, it is a uh, film degree, film history background. My film history is I grew up with Hollywood. So I was going to the Academy for movies on Saturday uh, as a kid. That's how I got it. But, well, you know, you're on a screening committee for a, a while and you earn your way up. That's kind of the root, but there's fewer programmer jobs out there, so it's not a readily available position. I was head of production with a company in San Francisco, Red Sky Films, and we had stupid money for sponsoring film festivals. So we were sponsoring Mill Valley, we were sponsoring San Francisco International, and a conference, a film conference. So I went down to AFI Fest, had lunch with the executive director and said, hey, I want to sponsor your festival. He said, wait a second, you're already going to Cannes, you're going to Toronto, you, you're going to Sundance. I don't want your money. I want you to program for me. So I just kind of fast-tracked it straight up. And, uh, in fact, uh, the head of programming for AFI Fest is uh, the ex-head of programming. She was there the 10 years I was there, and she's on my jury this year at the festival. She's a film rep. That's going to be a lot of fun, as I haven't seen her in a while.
0: Because I see from the Bayou you sent me that you also are doing the Long Beach International Film Festival and liaison with Newport Beach. How do you do it differently from Sonoma?
1: Well, it's knowing the audience. You know, I don't, I program for my audience. I don't program for my ego. The audience here is totally different from a New York audience. In fact, it's kind of like when I do New York, I've just decided, you know, we're going to go with New York centric films. And those are the ones that get the bigger audiences there. I might have shorts that are all over the world and that brings in your kind of your filmmaker base. But that's what I determined that Long Beach is going to like. That's what we aim for. Newport Beach, I just advise the festival. So that's an easy one. They have 19 programmers there. They don't need me. You know, they'll ask me to, uh, can I help them get an opener or a closer? And I'll recommend films to them. But I, I don't have to knock myself out for them. And then also one of their senior programmers is up at our festival as well. She introduces films for me and she's enough of a professional that I can trust her and she can do a Q&A without even having seen the movie, you know? That's really important for us. For a small staff, we do amazing things at Sonoma.
0: That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah,
0: I really miss going to Sundance. I miss you. I miss you and uh, Jay. Uh, that was yeah. one thing that I really found interesting with speaking with you and finding these gems at Sundance. It just seemed that they came from all over the place and you were able to find some good stuff.
1: Well, you know, again, Sundance is its own festival and it'll have its cachet. I gave up on it, you know, four years ago. I just, I had done it for 24 years and I wasn't getting anything out of it. It just didn't seem as fun. A lot of things are coming through the lab there, It's not really fair. And I've also known a lot of filmmakers that have submitted and they don't get accepted and it's better product and you'd think that it would be a Sundance film. I even had my last documentary was on straw awareness and banning single-use plastic. And they didn't accept me and that's fine. I don't get upset about that whole thing. But the silly thing about it is the gift in... The filmmaker bag were metal straws that were coming from San, from Dell, I think it was. And it was like, boy, you guys can't even put two and two together here. You know, it's life. I've been in 40 film festivals with the damn film. It's had a long educational and film festival life. But yeah, I find it odd. I just gave it up. They were fun times. Festivals changed. And Trevor's gone and John's gone. I'm gone, too. So keep up with Toronto and with Cannes. I love those festivals. And they fit better with programming this festival as well. I have to take a sip. This is Sonoma Wine. Excellent.
0: This is Klein. I don't know. You know yeah,
1: no, Klein. we like mine.
0: Yes. So yeah. saluting you and your work. And I'm going to take a sip. Hold on. <laughs> because it's already a cocktail hour here. How do you get started when you're, you're coming up with a, a new program? Because as soon as this is over, I know you're going to get started right. Oh,
1: away. Yeah, because Berlin was you know basically virtual this year and Santa Barbara started later, I, I've barely looked at their programs. I mean, I just I went through it really quick. I decided I'm not starting, it's too early. I'm dealing with this program right now, so it'll be can when I start looking at things. Like last year, the first film I came across was one of our, uh, my favorite films at our festival. It's called Storkman. And we have the West Coast premiere. I found it before it even had its U.S. premiere. And I think its U.S. premiere just happened. And um, it's a documentary about a guy who rehabilitated a, an injured stork and it lived with him for 23 years. And every year he, he has a, a nest on the top of his roof and he made a, a ladder for the stork to climb during mating season. And it lives up on top of the roof during mating season. Its mate comes and visits her every year for 19 years before it died. It supposedly had like 23 chicks. You can't make this. The guy is famous in Croatia. And there are children books written on him. So, you know, this little film I find. And it was like, I know this is a home run. And, you know, now I have the Croatian Consul General flying up from Los Angeles. She's bringing Croatian wine. And, uh, you know, that's the type of stuff that rounds out our festival. You have a little reception with Croatian wine after watching a Croatian movie. It's perfect.
0: And I'll have you know, that is also a Ukrainian tradition to make a nest up on top of your roof. And if the stork lands, that's good luck.
1: Uh, Yeah. That is a
0: tradition, good luck to have. And then since there'd be people, the diaspora coming into another country, instead of an actual stork, because you don't have storks here. Yeah. They put a tree branch on top of a finished house to symbolize the stork. And I with looking through your films and I saw that oh I'm gonna have to check this one out
1: yeah a- no, it, it, there are a lot of films here that you will fall into a beautiful movie and that is it's important to me number one I don't want like a Sundance experience that I've just been sold a bill of goods on a movie and that theater is emptied out in 15 minutes I've never programmed a dog, so. But I also don't want people to go. Yeah, it was a mediocre film. You know, it might not be ready right for everybody. But for if you were going because of the subject matter, like um, Quant Fashion film about Mary Quant, who is sixties design, British sixties design, that is a fantastic movie for the person who likes fashion and likes the era you know, or wants to learn about it. I had somebody raving about it, finding uh, missing downed World War II planes. And, you know, not only are you finding the, the pilots and taking care of that, that one MIA, but it just, it touches you. And that's what I want, whether you're seeing a film about food or a film about fashion or a film about art, you're going to learn something it's going to endear you to it. Oftentimes, it is going to be its country's submission for the Oscar.
0: That's always a good thing.
1: Yeah. And this year, some of my jury are buyers. So, you know, I made sure that they are seeing the films that they need to see. And uh, I'm very confident about having some sales out of this. I usually get a sale or two, but this year, I'm funneling it to them and uh, hope to have a lot because I have... 120 films. Uh, I think it's 69 premieres from 35 countries.
0: Wow. What's the magic number?
1: The magic number for our festival was supposed to be 108 films this year. And we have 120. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, the World War II film or the the Finding Down Pilots film is uh, To What Remains. A uh, hundred of eight would we i think we would have been comfortable with, and it would have worked out, but you get last minute hail Marys that come in or we have to have this uh and it just caught up with us this year, and it became a little bit unwieldy. I think all of us were a little cranky about having the extra films and dealing with the extra filmmakers. And, but yeah, I think 108 is probably what we want. We're not, it's not, again, not an ego thing that I have to have more films than Santa Barbara or something like that or Cinequest. That's about it. And that is including shorts as well. Our shorts programs, probably in the 100 minute range, originally was like going, oh, 80 to 90 would be great. And then we have, oh, I got to throw in another one. It all catches up, but I, I tried not to leave anybody out. You so know. you
0: don't have any late night movies, it all just sort of ends so, into a nice um, evening.
1: We typically have, you know, maybe a 7.30 screening will be the last screening. Uh, I know I have like a, a, a Friday night issue that came up. We had a special honor uh, for Jacqueline Bassett and her film. That was playing, you know, 6 o'clock, and it got out, gets out like 7.30, and I ended up moving a film over for an 8 o'clock screening. It's Friday. We can handle that. And it made the filmmaker happy that they were premiering their film in our old Sebastiani Theater.
0: I love that theater. Do you still have Helen in the ticket window?
1: Yes. (laughs) There, she's waiting, waiting for this whole thing to happen.
0: Oh, I wish I could be there. I was really hoping that it would have worked out yeah for us but it is a it's timing
1: yeah.
0: is everything and well, the tent the tent off. looks
1: fantastic you know nice little redesign looks like there's going to be a ton of hospitality there it feels like i mean it's been 2 years in fact when shutdown originally happened i was up here prepping the festival like i am right now and we just had to pull the plug so it's been 2 years and uh we're excited about this going and and we're back you know Next year's 26.
0: There's nothing like an in-person. I'm happy that the virtual was out there to keep it going. Yeah. Yuri and I went to the Woodstock Film Festival in October, and it just was like coming home. I love the film festival idea, especially the food and the wine. Yeah. And the fun and the opportunity to see people really... Enjoy the films, as you're saying, that they've never seen before. And you don't know if you're ever gonna see these again. Do you yeah. know something like that? Well, where you know, it, it's
1: funny. My my uh director will say, Yeah, you're you're seeing movies that you'll never see. And I tend to disagree with that. Yeah, we have some obscure films, but I'm programmed before let's say Santa Barbara. And Santa Barbara will always have between three and five of my films. Now i and i'll I'll go, how did they find that film from Mozambique? You know, I thought I was the only one with it, and they've laughed at me about it you know we've we've had drinks in toronto and and just like you know how you guys find an obscure film like that is beyond me, but they have a staff, and I'm the only programmer here you know i'm just it makes you feel good when a one of the major festivals is Programming what you're programming. You know, I know what I'm doing. It's good uh, validation. You know, with the Netflixes of the world and things like that, foreign films can have opportunities, you know? I don't like films, the ones that have 50 laurels on it. I have some shorts like that. But typically, you've played at a lot of places. I will find another film that's similar. But we want to give people a start on the film festival track. The
0: Audience Award is kind of a big deal. Yes. Usually for films. I always tell them that. They don't realize it. Filmmakers don't
1: well, realize well, this. People like the jury awards too. You know, I have uh, all my juries going to be here for our awards ceremony. So I'll have, you know, all three of them up. So when you're able to say that, oh, this is the director of acquisitions from Samuel Goldwyn, or this guy is an agent from CAA, you know, that's impressive for young filmmakers to know that their film has been viewed by some heavyweights. And it's up to them. Uh, You know, now you talk about us as filmmakers. It's your loss if you don't go up and exchange business cards with them. I'm providing the opportunity. I bring up A-list people to be able to meet with my filmmakers. And if you are so caught up in your film and yourself that you don't meet them, then again, probably one of the biggest flaws in going to a film festival that a filmmaker does is they don't read who's on the jury. They aren't looking for that person and they're not networking at the parties and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely.
1: I know for a fact that I have, I get respect when I'm in Cannes and I'm with my sales agents. They all like dealing with me. I treat their film with respect. They know I'm a professional because I program that film from them you know, in the past that I'd have foreign companies, we would not, you know, you were a D list film festival. We would not deal with you. And now it's just like, you know, I'd like that film. Sure. Steve, I don't get rejected. The only time I get rejected is if Netflix is buying the film and they won't let me have it, you know, or the sales agent won't let me have it because they don't have a sale yet.
0: So you deal directly with the filmmakers. I will find a
1: filmmaker while they're in production and Tell them I am interested in your film, or can you send me a teaser reel or whatever? If I find it, then I have it before anybody else. I even have it before the sales agent. I've, I'll have i have sales agents that'll say, well, yeah, but we want our fee. And it's like, well, I was dealing with the filmmaker before you came on board. So talk to the filmmaker, but I really don't owe you. Yeah, <laughs> and now a lot of filmmakers are asking for fees. It's something I have to adjust to. I'm
0: sorry. So they'll ask for fees to show their film. Yeah, that's In pretty
1: good. I, I just was on a um, film festival symposium about it, and they were pushing filmmakers. The the you know the audience was filmmakers and film festival people, and they were pushing the film. Well, if you push for a fee, you know, you there's a good chance of get it. And I remember I was talking to a film festival director after that this thing was over. We called each other, and yeah, we were cringing about that, because we're only budgeted for so much. And usually, I'm going to be spending my money on the big film, the big foreign film, the big U.S. film. I know everybody's hurting, but we're a nonprofit. I even have filmmakers that, you know, we're flying in, we paid a fee, and it's like, what else do you want from us? We don't do this. We're putting you up. You know, you've been in the guest houses. They're amazing. This year, luckily, we have an airline sponsor from Los Angeles. We're kind of living large right now, but you know, we can't take care of everybody. Your film might not be able to weigh into us being able to pay a fee. Or had I known there was a fee, I would have said, "Well, I had this other film which was comparable. I could have went with that one." Now,
0: just getting back to that a little bit, I don't think. People really understand the differences between film festivals and the higher levels as, as you're, you're doing here in Sonoma, that you're taking care and putting money into the big films. Is it more about placing it as more putting it into the line of sight of people or like buyers or something? Are you oh, doing extra on. for them?
1: I'm programming for my audience. So, you know, like my closing night film, The Butcher's Daughter, it's a U.S. premiere, a French uh, romantic comedy. I want my audience to see this. It's spot on Sonoma. Yeah, I will pay for that film. Same thing with uh, Lemon and Poppy Seed Cake. It premiered in the market at Berlin, but I have the North American premiere. Just a beautiful Spanish film uh happens to deal with a bakery, but it was more on the relationship of two sisters. Again, it, you couldn't find another film that, that just says Sonoma. Those are the that, films I need to spend the money on.
0: Right. Okay, so you went to Berlin, and this is... How do you pick them? How do you decide which ones to go see?
1: You know, I... Look, at. I watch a lot of movies, and the one thing I can't do is watch everything. And so I try to do my homework, pick the films that look like they're right for me, and I'll watch those. Same thing on Film Freeway. I can't watch all thousand submissions that came to me, but my screeners do. And they're watched minimum twice, but three times we aim for. When I see someone rave about something, If I see the thumbs up or the, yeah, then I was, oh, let me check that out. I found gems early on. Not that I found them, but my screeners had seen them. But now I saw a film that's spot on. I share it with my executive director. I um, put it in the accepted pile because I know it's going to be in. Yeah. You know, you go to a major festival. You can't watch everything. You want to trust in what the description is or who the stars are. I'll give you an example. I have a film called The Pact. It's a uh, Danish film and it is Billy August. I mean, I can almost not see that film and know it's a good film. It's Billy August. I have that as well. Be hard to be disappointed on something like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of variables on what gets my attention. But subject matters, you know, we don't do genre at the festival. So I'm not looking for horror. I'm not looking for shoot 'em up. There are car chases at the very opening scene of a film. Probably not what I am going to program. If it fits a certain subject matter, then I can deal with it. You know, like, oh, okay, that could be good.
0: So that's what you're talking about when you say spot on. Is that something very specific for Sonoma? Yes. For the, for the audience coming yeah. in, what is spot on?
1: Yeah, It's going to please my audience that I have found something that they're going to laugh at this, they're going to cry at this, it is going to evoke emotion. I have my Ukrainian film that is so, it gives you the understanding of why you see all these Ukrainians that you can tell their heart and soul is Ukraine. And it's not that we're, you know, leaving our country to save our ass. We're going to fight till the end. This film called Olga, it was Switzerland's submission for the Oscar, but it's a Ukrainian film as well. I didn't need to go any further to have a film from Ukraine this year. This one is the the heart and soul of Ukraine. My Russian film, which I have, You know, and I'm not going to take it out. It is a, you know, cultural, it's beautiful. It's a three-hanky movie. It evokes emotions. You're going to tear up. It makes me have emotion. Then I know my audience is going to be crying on it. And I've always, I always like having one of those in there. And then being in the theater and and just, you know, hearing these people sniffling or, or wiping their eyes is a, you know, the movie has done its work.
0: Yeah, that's tough when you have this war going on. I'm Ukrainian. I didn't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. My family's in the view right now, and mm-hmm. I stay in touch with them. So, so far, they're okay. I think it's really important to show the differences and yet the same things that every human being can feel.
1: I was just sent, um, you know, I'm not sure what organization it was, but I get a lot of submissions. Yeah. You know. And so it was like, well, here's a selection of films from the Venice Film Festival. And it's like, well, I've been to Venice. I like Venice. But I know that their films are not for everybody. And so I get these four films, and every one of them had a flaw. Every one of them was like, why would I show this film in Sonoma? I'm glad that it made it to Venice. But yeah, no way would it ever go to uh, Sonoma. Sorry about that. Just add that my my buddy Karen Allen is in town. Yeah, they just stole her gift bags that I had made for her, and so she just said, "Oh, they're coming." It's like, okay.
0: <laughs> I think it's wonderful that you're including her into the program.
1: It's funny because she wanted to know, well, are you going to put me to work if I come? You know, she was on the jury a couple of years ago. And so I immediately said, you know, our beneficiary for our, our nonprofit is our high school media arts program. And I said, would you like to speak in front of the kids? Because they all make shorts. And then we give them the theater for a couple hours to show their shorts in the big theater. I've had, you know, Ray Liotta speak before them before, and they all go crazy over, you know, a major Hollywood celebrity talk before them. Karen is going to do that this week. I was talking to the um, person who was going to be doing the Q&A, and sadly, you bring up, uh, well, you know, Animal House? i like, no. (laughs) <laughs> it, said, yeah, it said, your whole school needs to know about Animal House, you know, just right off the bat. Or that Karen made a movie, Shoot the Moon, in Sonoma. And that was her first time here, being Indiana Jones's, uh, the mother of Indiana Jones's love child. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a fun experience. And then we have Jacqueline Bassett coming as well, and Jacques Pepin. And we don't go out of our way for the celebrity but, you know, when they come and they fit, it's perfect. All three of these guys are going to be walking around the square. They will be at the parties. That's what we like. We like to be kind of a paparazzi-free zone here.
0: I love that fact. And I wish we could have been there because Jacques Papin saved my husband's sanity when he was in the hospital for two months. Yeah, He asked for a computer piece. He couldn't eat. He couldn't swallow for a while. And he was watching Jacques Pepin and he memorized these wonderful meals and and how to do them and everything. He lived vicariously through this and it got him through. It got Uh, him through rehab. It was just so wonderful. I said, oh my God, that's the best thing I could have done for him. The chefs are amazing. Chefs for the world are feeding the Ukrainian borders. We uh,
1: we feed people, which is uh, the story of Chef Andre who he's always in a well He now he's in a war zone he's feeding Ukrainians right at the Polish border but you know if there is a hurricane if there is an earthquake a disaster around the world he is there feeding people and he's an amazing chef and an amazing humanitarian this documentary Ron Howard directed it. Who's going to be walking out of that going, well, that was a that was a mediocre film, or that guy hasn't done anything for the world?
0: <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. So you have the chefs for the food, you have the sommeliers for the wine, and you always match the wines with the films. You are your own sommelier of film. Creating this I, film programming, what would be the name for it?
1: I am... As a chef trying to make the meal that you're going to go crazy about, I am trying to program a festival that the word of mouth is going to carry on. I've had a film festival director who comes every year. I never met her because I'm running around and she's never been able to catch me or meet me. And she said she goes to a lot of film festivals, but she's never been to a better programmed festival. And that makes me feel good. I want these films to be appreciated I'm blessed to have such a community. We're the Walking Film Festival. We are six pop-up theaters and two theaters. Everybody is able to mix it up. And there's great restaurants around, you know, if you want to break away and go eat or eat in our tent. it's Either way, we're going to feed you.
0: And I think that is a way to go.
1: Yeah. What also makes it good is there's wine in at least half our theaters. There's wine, uh, maybe six of the theaters. And that also makes a movie look, feel a lot better.
0: <laughs> Here's cheers to you, Steve. Thank Another. You. I'm looking forward to, I wish we could be there. We'll be there vicariously. I don't know. We'll find your films. I'm,
1: aim for aim next for, year.
0: Aim for next year. Absolutely. It's an experience. Yeah. It's a film festival experience and I have experienced it once. And definitely I think that's going to happen next year.
1: Yeah. Well, the, you know, Put it on the schedule. I have a lot of people that do that. Again, it's overall our small group of people that work full-time here that are able to pull this whole thing together. Luckily, because I, with my travels around the world, I hear good feedback, and I like that. Knock this one out. I have a, a month off, and then I'm off to uh, Cannes. So, you know, my life is rough.
0: Oh, I've been to Cannes also.
1: I feel like this is, this is a Cannes year. I know it's a good year. You know, there are three big American films already. I know the companies that are making them. So, you know, number one, get the invites. Number two, you can already tell that American money is going to be spent there. And that always makes Cannes better. You're a treasure trove, really, yeah.
0: because people don't understand the workings of film festivals.
1: No right one now. gets it. And it is difficult to describe. And people like, oh, that's a job that really you do that. you. But, you know, I say someone's got to do it. You know, even here, you know, this is kind of my downtime right now. I mean, I'm working on my jury and my presenter list, but, you know, my work is done. And so I say, you know, my job is done here all these people are working their ass off right now because I brought in 120 movies for them to have to deal with. So I'm the hardcore person here. And then, you know, my, uh, my director, we balance each other out because I'll like, oh, why the hell do you want that? Well, it's so-and-so. It's like, okay, we'll have it in. And, you know, on that side, you're going to have a lot of support for that film. It might not be the greatest film in the world, but, you know, again, don't sweat the small stuff. Well, so there oh, you have it. Yeah, got cool. a lot
0: here. This is excellent. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. And uh, again, let's aim to have you up here next year.
0: Oh, I would love it. Definitely, I'm going to put. Now, that We out. have
1: films throughout the you know every month. We have virtual films and or live theater films. So I'm
0: uh, I'm signed up. I get your email. Yeah,
1: keep us signed up, and uh you'll know what's going on. Steve, okay. thank
0: you so much, and my have a pleasure. great festival! Oh my God, I'm so jealous, okay. but you know what? It's going to be fabulous. I know it will. And, yeah, follow the
1: social media. I'll be tweeting out, and uh, you know the festival will be doing a lot great. of social media as well. Good luck. Okay. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Bye. Okay.
0: Bye. Well, there you have it. It was really interesting that Steve mentioned one of his favorite films, The Stork Man. The stork is considered to be a national bird of Ukraine, Bushko. It is a symbol of parental love, family welfare, and patriotism. The stork is believed to be a sacred bird, its nest built on the roof of the house, bringing good fortune and happiness to its host. On that note, Steve, may the stork be with you. Thanks for listening.